Before I start, I'd like to say I'm a firm believer in uh, the power of gratitude to improve human life. So I'll try to promote it here in the coming minutes. You will have quite a few reasons to thank me, and I would like you to do so. When the opportunity arises, I will signal when the opportunity arises by holding up this bicycle pump of gratitude. Okay, let's try it. I'll, I'll hold it up. You'll say, thank you, Dan. Okay? Thank you. Fair enough. Be slightly more thankful next time. Um, and yes, my scientific, I don't know if hero is the right word, my scientific, my scientist for this evening is Max von Pettenkofer. That's quite a mouthful. I was overjoyed to uh, find out that when referring to him by his initials, it's MVP. So I'll do that. Um, he was, Max von MVP was born in Bavaria in 1818 to a reasonably humble farming family but he had a wealthy uncle, and so he managed to get an education. He initially trained as a druggist. He switched to acting for a while. He married his cousin. I won't bore you with that stuff. Thank you. No worries. And, and he got back from acting and, and working as a chemist and so forth to, uh, to academia. I like this quote, which I found. Uh, Pettenkoffel was appointed extraordinary professor of pathology pathological chemistry in 1847, being promoted to ordinary professor eight years later. <laughs> 19th century was a little bit different, okay? Um, and he finally became a researcher in hygiene, which was a very new thing to be in mid-19th century. Uh, the story of hygiene in Europe and Western culture in general there's Eastern cultures as well, I won't get into that. But even in, in Europe, in America, it's a very complicated one, I won't go into that. No worries. And, but it, what we need to know for this particular story I'm trying to, to tell you, I've been doing that for a while, uh, is for the reason, for, for that, uh, you only need to know that at the, the beginning of the 19th century, it was quite a low ebb. So hygiene wasn't a very big thing. The sewer, no sewers to speak of, except for the very wealthy people pooping all over the street and so forth. It smelled bad. It was bad, and people got sick. And it's, it dawned on people that maybe the getting sick and the being dirty was connected in some way, which was not an, an intuitive thing to to do. And, and but MVP became uh, a researcher in hygiene and he was seriously dedicated to improving sanitation and public health and hy hygiene um, in the population. Um, and that was his life's work, and he did very good work with that. Um, I'm going to, t again, take uh, a single thread and talk about cholera as a sort of uh, test case. He devoted quite a lot of time to cholera. Many people did. Cholera was ravaging uh, Europe per periodically, and and now we do a little deviation into 19th century theory of disease, specifically cholera, but it does hold for, for other infectious diseases. As I said, very serious concern. To make a long story short, there are two main theories around. Some of you might have heard it. Uh, first theory was that an infectious disease is not infectious. It's caused by miasmas, literally bad air. So probably water vapors emanating from the ground and holding some sort of poisons 
and noxious uh, gases which made you ill with cholera, typhus, other infectious diseases. Uh, and these fumes cause, enter into the body and cause putrefaction. They cause the body to rot. Not unlike what happens in plants sometimes. You can see the reasoning there. Um, and dirt and dirty water uh, and fumes and also um, bad food and so forth. And the competing theory was known as contagion theory, which held that disease passed from person to person, either directly or via some sort of contaminated water, for instance. Um, and the contagionists, as they were known there, believed that, these, uh, that it might have been these tiny creatures that have been swimming around in, in water than, that microscopists have been seeing for a couple of centuries now might have had something to do with disease. Um, we know the end result of this, um, of this debate, but they didn't. And the two theories, actually there were four of them, we'll skip over that, <laughs> battled for supremacy during the second half of the 19th century, and there was a lot going on with that. Each of them has an explanation about why you see, saw outbreaks of disease in this population, in this place, with these people, not in this other place that seemed uh, reasonably like that. Uh, contagionists said something's coming into them and they're infecting each other. Miasma theorists said, well, it's the air in the ground, the, the, that place is more contaminated, and so forth. And they both have had evidence to support their causes. And, and this wasn't an academic uh, squabble. First of all, obviously, quite a lot of lives involved, uh, but also this was a political and, and, and business matter uh, because if, the, if uh, the contagionists were right, and that means that ships had to be quarantined, that's quite an expense. It might mean that if a neighboring country or, uh, or neighboring area uh, has an outbreak of disease, you send the army over to hold them off, maybe you build a wall. <laughs> Politics. Uh, whereas if, um, if uh, miasma people were right, then you need the air to be less bad, you need the dirt to be less, uh, the soil to be less wet, maybe you need to, uh, to get rid of all that dirt, and you need to build, you need to build sewage and, and infrastructure, and that costs a lot. A lot of you know, the cities, the towns, the landlords would not want that. So there's a lot on the line, Again, not even counting the people falling in and dying. M MVP was firmly on the side of miasmas. He held, and I'm, now I'm going back specifically to cholera, which he devoted quite a lot of time to. Speaking of time, yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, so um, he said that cholera was caused by a cholera poison. It comes from the soil and rises with the, uh, from wet soil and vapors and contaminates a person and if that person uh, is sort of primed for it by being slightly degenerate, uh, not morally, maybe that as well, I don't know. <laughs> These uh, people had ideas back then, but uh, basically if a person is sort of primed for, for, uh, for cholera, then, then they would get it from that. And, and so an infected person would not infect another person. He, he was against that uh, idea. And he was a man of his convictions because in, in, on October, 7th of October, 1892, during a cholera epidemic in Hamburg, he, MVP, who was 74 at the time, performed a public demonstration. He got water 
satisfactorily contaminated with a lot of uh, cholera bacteria, as the contagionists uh, called them. And you know, he said, well, if you think this causes disease, I'll drink it. And he did. <laughs> and you know what happened later? <laughs> Nothing. He was fine. He didn't suffer any symptoms, slight discomfort, carried on his work as usual. Again, we know this wasn't, he should have died. He <laughs> should have been very ill and died. He was a 74-year-old man drinking cholera bacteria. Nobody quite knows. Obviously, it's very difficult to find out. He might have had some subclinical exposure earlier in life. Maybe the germs weren't quite as alive and as pathogenic uh, as everybody thought they were. Nobody knows. Also, um, his immune system probably kicked in, but at that point, nobody knew that humans had immune systems, apart from one Russian guy working in Italy, sticking pins into starfish. That's another story, <laughs> and maybe I'll tell it next time, but for now, I won't. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> kind of a shame, he's a good guy. Um, and, and so he didn't fall ill, and sometimes people don't, and he, he did put his life on the line to show his convictions, to prove the, uh, the reality of his theories, and he triumphed. And he was completely and utterly wrong, <laughs> which is a bitter irony for a man who was so dedicated in his search for the truth. Um, and that's why I, I say he's not quite a hero of mine because, again, very, very wrong, and as a microbiologist, I'm very much wedded to <laughs> germ theory of disease, but he was a man of honor. Um, Max von Pettenkofer died by his own hand uh, in 1901, apparently broken by the deaths of his, of his beloved wife and children. He made enormous improvements to public health. He saved God knows how many people. He pioneered hygiene as an academic discipline. Uh, the first institute of hygiene still bears his name. It's in Munich. And I would like you to raise a glass to this very interesting man. Thank you very much. Thank you, Eden Ben Barak, and thank you.